Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. And I, you know, every time I announce that, I go like, well, that's not really a term anybody uses anymore. It's not like anybody's been to Coles lately or Woolworths and said, where's the aisle that's got the wineskins in it? But I know that most of you here, if not all of you, will understand that back in Jesus' day, a wineskin was simply a skin that was used for carrying wine around it. It was a bit like you would use a thermos flask or, or, or some kind of a, well, anything, really a bottle or anything that would enable you to be able to take liquid from one place to another. My wife often has taken a cup of tea, one of those cup of tea cup things, you know, gets in the car with that and, you know, I go and get a coffee and grab it in my takeaway cup or my perpetual cup or whatever. Uh, and so when we read this, just think about anything that carries something of value and it'll make sense, all right? Luke 5.37, Jesus is speaking. He says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the new wine that's about to expand will burst the wineskins spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine, something fresh, must be stored in new wineskins. Jesus here speaks of the importance of two things. Number one, the vessel that carries what God gives. Now, for the purpose of this tonight, I'm talking to mostly believers in this place or listening to it on the podcast, people that are a part of this. And you are... Uh, thinking and realising that God saved you not simply so that you could get and so that you could receive, but God saved you so that what He gives to you, you can begin to give to somebody else. And the truth is, both those things are important. If I was to ask you right now, what's most important, this cup or the water that I'm about to put in it? Tell me which one matters most. Is it the water that I just put into this cup or is it the cup? And the reality is it's both that, thank you, that are equally important because I can just come and I can go up to Thor and I can say, Thor, guess what? I've got something for you. You're going to love it. He's dying of thirst. He's been crawling through the desert. He doesn't know what to do next. I say, here you are. Thor takes a cup, but there's nothing in it. How many people know that The best container in the world without something inside of it really is not going to help the people that are thirsty. But on the other hand, if I don't have a container for it and I go up to Thor and I say, excuse me, Thor, you've been crawling through the Sahara. You've been crawling across the Antarctica. I've got something for you. (laughs) And three drops come because I never had anything that I was able to carry it with. And why do you think, listen, one of the reasons why the Bible says that we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit is because God, listen to me, God is not just looking to redeem people so they can populate heaven. If He wanted to do that, and that's all God wanted to do, well then He would just park you until you die. And then when you get to go to heaven, God will go, wow, got you here, awesome. 
But the reality is, the Bible says this, that God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Why does He want to fill you with the Holy Spirit? Not so that you can get bloated, not so that you can get spiritually so chock full that you are just simply going around like, you know, as full as a gug, as we say in Australia. That's not the point of it. The point of it is so that you can give something out of what Jesus gives you. Jesus said this in John. He said, out of your, he that believes on me, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water, not a drop like I just was able to give Thor. You and I are meant to be containers of what God does. And the truth is for every single one of us, what I'm a part of, it's coming up on the screen for you. What I'm a part of is always more important than the part I play. You need to understand this right at the very beginning of this talk. Otherwise, you will start thinking to yourself, yeah, but I'm not that and I'm nobody. And after all, who I am, you know, what? my life was profoundly changed by a young lady in a Christian bookstore that I visited once. My life was profoundly changed. The one time in my whole banking career, I was a bank teller for a short while, for about a year and a bit. And uh, in that year uh, in, in Queensland, well, in Australia in those days, a male bank teller over the age of 18 had to have a pistol. And so I had a Smith & Wesson, 40-something or other. I don't know it was a 44, 45, whatever it was. It was a big chunker of a gun. And that sat in my cash box. And uh, God organises stuff. You know that, don't you? And so the one time of my entire life, I had to go to pistol practice because once a year, every male bank teller, you never got to carry the gun strapped on your thigh like, you know, white herb, uh, but you got to go and fire two bullets. You know, I, I grew up with guns around the place. I grew up in the country, but uh, I never fired anything like this thing. And I remember on that one day, here was the deal. I talk about God organising it. When you went and did that, you never had to go back to work. So I went up to the top of the police building in Roma Street in Brisbane. I'll never forget it because it was a narrow room about as wide as, as a bit more than this, this centre section here. And the target was down there and there was plexiglass behind our head. I remember looking around at the supervising police sergeant and asking him about the pencil-sized hole in the plexiglass. He said to me... That was some young, uh, what did he call him? Some young uh, wire erp who had watched far too many movies, got the gun and did this and then pulled the trigger. I think he never got two shots. I'm pretty sure they gave him one and then took it off him. He fired it out over Brisbane. But I fired off my two anyway. That's not the story. I fired my two and on the way back to go home, I walked past a Christian bookstore. To this day, ask me why I went in there. I don't know. I, I was looking for God. Didn't know how to find God. Wasn't sure. Knew about churches. But you know, I'd kind of decided that church really wasn't my scene. And, and I, it's to this day, I walked in there and a young woman I'd never met serving in that Christian bookstore, started engaging me in conversation. And then she said this to me. She said, we're going to pray for you at our church's prayer night. I had never heard anybody, well, we prayed for stuff like world peace in the churches I went to or that God would, 
you know, just kind of keep us faithful or, you know, somehow or other, you know, God would help us survive all the pain that we experienced. We never thought he'd take, we, well, we never thought he'd answer anything. That would be just ridiculous uh, to us. And so I remember uh, going in there and asking this young lady, she gave me all, well, I bought all these tiny little booklets about the Holy Spirit. And that little visit changed my entire life because somebody said, you know what? It's not just about what I can receive. She played a small part. Nobody said, today, today's your day. I don't know why I do an American accent when I get to this point, but I always do. Uh, you know, she never kind of woke up that morning with a dream and a vision. I don't think, of, of this tall, handsome. Well, I, I'm t- hey, I'm telling the story, not you. And, uh, you know, she never knew it like that. She was just doing life. And I guess, I don't know how many customers she had that day. And I was just another one of the people that came past. But listen, because she played her small part well, I'm here today. Because somebody... I'll say it to you again. Put it up, please. The, the part, what I'm a part of is always more important than the part I play. Never think to yourself, well, you know, I'm not that important because maybe you're playing that kind of part that's going to make the difference. Maybe there's another one like me going to walk through your life at your workplace or some other thing like that. Maybe somebody's going to walk past your life. And you know what? If you will play your part, who knows what God can do? But the truth is with this cup, you know, really it's quite limited. And, and sadly, I think many Christians and many humans overall, whether they're believers or not, many people, this actually represents what they believe about their life. This is their entire picture of what they think life is about. They think life is about a cup. It's about enough for me because see, the truth is in this little cup right now. Well, I couldn't know not at all. Give, I couldn't even give a drink to the first row. There's just not enough. A cup is a one-person deal. And that's the way most of us have been taught. And sad to say in a lot of churches, even people get the impression that really it's about you. They're taught about prayer as though the entire thing of prayer is, God, do this, help me with this, my blessing, my needs, my problems. And the biggest vessel that they can imagine in their life is this, just enough for one. It's just enough for me. God, don't you know how big my, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. And we, we used to sing dumb songs like that, as though God's only got enough for just a couple. And if we could just get into, just kind of give us a little bit of God, just give us a little bit of God, just give a little bit of God. A little bit. It's like God pour up there, he's up there in the desert. And he's got such a tiny amount of water to give. And the reality is, if that's the way you think, I pray tonight, will shatter that in your mind and your life. And you'll start thinking, not about a cup. With enough for one. I pray you'll start thinking about what you could be in the lives of other people. Fill my cup, Lord. I've never done this before, so stay with me, folks. (laughs) 
Is that even going up and down? Is it working? Yeah. Oh, I, I borrowed this off Red Frogs. That's as good a dancing as you get off me, by the way. Dancing was not my, my gift. But listen, other people... <laughs> Quick, someone get a cup. I thought I knew how to put this together. Oh, Hayden sabotaged it. That's better. I want you to get the revelation tonight that God's gift for your life is not a cup. But God's gift for your life is to give you one of these for wherever you are. Well, yeah, but Jeff, you don't understand. I'm not a preacher. I haven't been to Bible college. Jeff, you don't understand. I don't have a title. Well, quite frankly, most of the people that I minister to outside of here don't even know my title. They don't know whether I, I don't care whether they are. Who cares about that? Your title does nothing, but maybe might get you in the door. The reality is, it's what you carry that people are after. They're not worried about the name somebody else stuck over your mind or over your heart. God wants to give us the revelation that we are all meant to be carriers, not consumers. To pick up our backpack and begin bringing water to the thirsty. Listen, now you know this because we're involved with red frogs and we've got... Uh, you know, hope, the ministry of hope to so many people and all the things in Transform Cambodia and all the stuff that, that this church is about 50% of our ministries are actually not ministries on a Sunday or in a service. They're outside of the walls of this church. And when I think about that and I think about Isaiah 21 verse 14, it says, bring water to him or to her who is thirsty. Go looking for the people in your world that are thirsty. Isaiah 41 and verse 17 says, The poor and the needy seek water, but there isn't any. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I truly believe with all my heart that God, the Holy Spirit, wanders around this earth and notices them that are thirsty and begins to dispatch, not the angels, He doesn't send the angels. It was not an angel that led me to Christ. It wasn't an angel in that Christian bookstore. It was a human. It was a human with one of these who, thank God, never said, you know what? This guy, I'll never see him again. Don't know who he is. He's not a part of our church. He comes from another group altogether and really looks pretty rough. Why would I bother with him? Thank God somebody there got out of bed that morning and said, I've got more than a cup to give for myself. I've got one of these and I'm going to start. I'm going to start giving it to others. Are you hot yet? Are you hot here, brother? Yeah. Huh? Think about it a minute. For so many people... They get out of bed in the morning and the only thing they consider is, how many people, you, give me a wave down the back, you'd like me to come past and just refresh you. No, okay. That lady just got a raincoat out. <laughs> Isaiah 40, 31 says, The poor and the needy seek water, but there is none. 
I have found overwhelmingly most Australians are looking for God. They don't like church always so much. There's been so much negativity about it. When the reality is churches are doing incredible amounts of loving people, helping people all around uh, our great nation and other nations of the world. And that, that's incredible. But I, I find that so many people are thirsty and what they need is not to be told to go to church. They need a Christian who's wearing one of these. They need someone. Red Frogs doesn't sit back and say, hey, if you want a red frog, come to Metro. If you, hey, listen, if you've got a need in your life, make sure you come to one of our events, you know, our Leavers Church that we put on on the Thursday afternoon of the Leavers Week down and the zone down there and invite people along. We don't do that. We're out there with the red frogs or we're out there with with the love of God. We're out there with one of these saying to someone, are you thirsty? Come on, I'm not preaching to preach a sermon. I want you to think because some of you here go, thank God Jeff's got a backpack. Thank God Hayden's got a backpack. Thank God that Pastor Ray and Mendra's got a backpack. Thank God that Jeremy's got a backpack. Thank God that Thor and Maria carry a backpack on Fridays. Well, good for them, but... You're going to places that Thor and Marty are never going to go. Marty is in a high school and she's working in a high school. And who knows how much of a needy place, how many thirsty people are there there? Maybe you can't always sit down with your Bible and open it up and give them the Roman road and the four spiritual laws and a whole pile of those kinds of teaching. But maybe what they need before you give them all your doctrine, maybe what they need is just a bit of water. Are you with me here? Are you with me here? Maybe they just need something to refresh them that they haven't had in their life. Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 3. It's one of my favorite verses of the Bible, along with the other 380. It says this, I will pour water on him that is thirsty. I'll pour out floods on the dry ground. God's not saying, listen, I got a dibble and a dab. I got a drop and a tiny little bit for a couple of people. He says, I'll pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. So I've got a question for you tonight. Will you be a carrier or just a consumer? In your life, listen to me. Are you willing to say, Jeff, I don't have much, but you know what? I've found that as a believer, I've got way more than most people around me. And so I've spent my life just saying, God, I'll give the bit of God. It may not be enough for everyone. There was a boy with five loaves and two fish. And when he came to the disciples and said, I see you guys talking about food, but you know, maybe, maybe my bit might help. And they go, well, that's not enough. But one of the disciples at least brought it to Jesus. And, and they actually said to Jesus, we got five loaves, two fish, but that wouldn't be enough. And Jesus said, tell everyone to sit down. Get them ready for what God is going to do. And then he prayed over the bread and started breaking it. Then said to 12 disciples that are shocked to their back teeth, he said, now go and start serving that. And I reckon I would have handed the first basket to Thomas, the doubting guy. I would have said, here, take this man. Because he would have gone with his eyes shut along the first row, thinking I'm going to run out by halfway along the road. But you know, when he kept on going and he could tell people kept on reaching into the basket. And so he opened one eye and they look, and the basket was still full. And he looked down along the hundred people that he'd served so far. I went, my God, they all got bread. So now he went along 
like this with that eye well and truly open. And we went along another 50 people and the basket still was full. And so now he's going along with both eyes open like that, going, my God, this is a magic basket. But it wasn't a magic basket. It's because God touched something that somebody was willing to bring. God touched, come on, come on, because you are all going to be in places I'll never get to this week. I won't be there. I won't, know, I won't be there with a clerical cult. Well, I don't know one. Uh, I won't be there. I won't have a pulpit with fancy little antenna on it. I won't be there with my Bible open, but you're going to be there. And I want you in your life to start thinking, am I going to be a carrier? What am I going to take to my workplace this week? Am I going to take a cup? Am I going to get ready with one of these? Or is it going to be all about me and what my problems are and my needs are? I talk to people all the time that have got great needs in their life. And overwhelmingly, I encourage them, find some way to start giving out to other people. Regardless of what's going on in your world, are you going to be a carrier or just a consumer? Here's something that you need to know about being a carrier, though, and that is that carriers will never lack for personal refreshing. I'm going to the thirsty, but you know what? I'm never going to be thirsty. That tastes disgusting. What did you have in it? Roundup. Well, whatever was growing inside of me just started dying off. <laughs> Carriers never lack. I promise you this. I've heard people say that, oh, well, you know, I'd serve, but, you know, I'm so dry. Man, the fastest way I know to refresh you is to start putting one of these on and start helping others. Proverbs 11, verse 25, you ought to remember this verse that says this. It says, whoever, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters others will also be watered himself. If you become a part of this brigade, bringing nourishment and refreshment to others, God says, I'm going to make sure you are never dry. Carries never lack for personal refreshing. Here's the third thing about being a carrier. Now I've made a terrible mess. There's water everywhere here. So be very careful. Here's the third thing you need to know. And that is this, that carriers know the source. I'm the only person in this room who knows where this water, I think, came from. (laughs) There's at least 50 taps in this building, five stories, there's at least 50 taps. And I'm the only person who knows where that came from. Why? Because carriers know the source. I remember a friend of mine once was telling me when water started getting marketed in a big way and people were paying more for water than they were for petrol. And uh, he was telling me about a new brand that came on the market in Queensland. And he was laughing about it because he had a house over on one of the islands in Moreton Bay. And he said, you know that new brand, he named it, the Spring Water He said, do you know how they transport it? And I said, no, tell me, Michael. He said, they are filling up that, and pointed to that rusty old barge with that water that they then take over to the mainland and put it through a filter, bottle it, and they sell it. And everyone thinks someone sat at the source of the spring, you know, the little cup collecting every little bit of it as it bubbled through the, you know, the years of purity of rock. If only they knew it came 
throw a dirty old barge. I got a friend of mine started marketing a wine in Noosa. Started marketing a wine. I remember asking him about it. People are buying this wine and, and on the label there's pictures of grapevines and sunny hillsides drenched in, in filtered sunlight. Little did they know he was mixing it up in vats in a rented commercial unit. He never told him he grew it. I don't you know, I never, I was, he wasn't asking my approval. I'm just telling you, people went and bought that wine thinking that, you know, you know, 55 maidens had danced over it and with their bare feet and squashed it and <laughs> squashed out the grapes. Little realising this guy I knew was buying it wholesale in great big uh, rubber or plastic containers and then mixing it inside this commercial unit. The, my point is this. If only carriers know the source. Uh, you, you know, so many people don't really know God. They only know the God that gets delivered to them. If you want to know the God, not who gets delivered to you. If all you ever want to be is somebody delivers the word to you, revelation to you. Why don't go to the source and say, God, I'm going to start to be a carrier. Show me something that I'm meant to give to other people because carriers know the source. You with me? Here's number four. Nearly there. Stay with me. Technarchos are coming. Because we understand we're not the source, but we know who absolutely is. Here's number four, is that carriers are sensitised to the thirsty. You know, when Hayden and the crew take this thing to the cricket, or to groove in the moo, or, or wherever it is you take it. Origin. Origin? Oh, Origin. Origin. Yeah, I'm so hip now. I have no doubt that even is. Is that a music festival? I should come New Year's Eve. What a pity I won't be here. Uh, <laughs> but when they take that, I'm pretty sure they're not going around looking for the people that are swigging on a bottle of water. I'm pretty sure or a bottle of some other thing. I'm pretty sure what they're looking for is the people that are perspiring, that are looking pale. I'm pretty sure they're looking for the people who look like they need a bit of this and go and say, would you like a spray? Because they do ask permission. Why, why am I saying that for? You'll be amazed once you make the decision to say, God, I'm not going to be a consumer anymore, I'll be a carrier. You'll be amazed how you'll start seeing people all around you that were there all in your workplace. They were there all the time. You just never noticed them. Huh? You just never ever saw them. You walked past them. You didn't know. I have, in all my years, I've come to realise this. I can never tell who's spiritually hungry. I never know. Because some people, I think, well, they wouldn't want to know God. They wouldn't give a rip. Well, they're so busy with their life. They're talking up their achievements, their success. And then something happens and you go, hold a second here. I walked past them. I made a judgment about them. Carriers, people that make that commitment, are sensitised to the thirsty. Here's the fifth thing. Carriers are people of purpose. If you decide to be a carrier for God, not just a consumer, your life takes on new meaning because every day now you go to your workplace or you go to wherever you are, you know, this entire thing about Family Sunday comes out of a lady I saw in a coffee shop in Boo Valley in Queensland earlier this year. 
And I have no idea. I didn't know her. Didn't know about her. Didn't know her life. But something about her. I realised that her family was in great need. That's where this all came from. Because, you see, you start getting sensitised to it. And then your life carries purpose. Listen, Christians are not people that go to church. Christians are people that carry Jesus. That's what Christians are. Christians are people that carry Jesus. Here's the last one, the last thing tonight. It's not the vessel, it's what you carry that matters most. Now, Hayden, because you are so adept at all this, come and take this heavy. I wish I hadn't put so much water in it, but that's yours. Put it on, that's your one. Because I have prepared earlier a second one. And mine is much flasher than yours. Play that music again. Play that funky music. I don't think I should sing that. You got your thing going. Now let me ask a question. All those of you, come on up here. Those of you that are watching, which one would you rather have water and refreshment from? Plain, old, daggy, not new, been knocked around? Red frogs have used it. Who knows what's been in it? Or would you like the new improved version? (laughs) The one with bling. The brand new one straight out of the box. How many people, the moment I say that, you go, Jeff, tell me what's in them. Is this one got ginger beer? Kinoto. Sardine flavoured malted milk. <laughs> it's gross. What's in it? Do you know the truth? I poured water into that one from out of this one. They're exactly the same. And yet some people would look at the outside and go, I'll bet the stuff that's in there is better than the stuff that's in there. And the reality is you'd be completely wrong. They're exactly the same. And why do I say all that? Thank you, Hayden. I shall continue with my bling model. Why do I say that? Because to a thirsty person, if I'm not around, can I tell you that one there matters just as much? Well, actually, it matters more. The reality is that it's not do you have the fancy stuff Have you got it or have you been to Bible college yet? You know, do you know the Bible? Do you understand all the... I meet so many people who go, but Jeff, I wouldn't know all the answers. And I go, well, I don't either. I've lectured in Bible college. I still don't know the answers to a whole lot of things. But thank God, Jesus never asked me to know everything. He just said to me, will you carry something and go and find thirsty people and refresh them? Will you do something for them? And so maybe you're not the best. Maybe you're not the wisest. Maybe you're not the most confident. Maybe you're not the most Christ-like. I hope we're all on the journey of becoming that. But if you'll be a carrier, Jesus will use you to help many people. You might not, you might have a few dings in you. You might have walked a difficult road of life and maybe some of what 
you, you look like on the outside doesn't look so great. Maybe you're not all flash like this one is. But if you're willing to be a carrier and not a consumer, see what God will do with your life. Last scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 says this, for we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. Let me just talk to you for a minute out of the apostles. Paul was one of the most learned men of his day. He would have gone on, on whatever that show is, um, Ask the Question show. What's that show? The Chaser. He would have gone on The Chaser and won it if it came to his topics because he knew everything. He'd studied at the feet of the finest teachers. He'd been through university, got his master's, got his doctorate. He is like he's it. And then on the other hand, you've got guys like Peter who had been a fisherman all his life. And, and the Bible says about him in Acts 4 that they took note of these unlearned and ignorant men. But they noticed they'd been with Jesus. Because, come on, listen to me. The reality is, I'm not sure so many people are concerned about getting all the answers to the question. They're just like Isaiah says, they're thirsty. And they're simply saying, is there somebody that'll bring refreshment to my life? It's about the treasure. It's not about the vessel. And maybe you don't, you might go, well, I'm afraid if I say something, I might embarrass Jesus. Well, truth is, some of us have embarrassed him plenty and somehow or other he finds a way to make it work. I'm not suggesting we should be stupid. Hopefully we're learning and growing. Hopefully we are reading our Bibles and we are coming to church so we can learn. But don't allow the fact that you are just an earthen vessel to bottle up the treasure. I believe the worst thing a Christian can do with the Holy Spirit is contain him. Whole churches are built around containing the Holy Spirit. Just making sure he gets in at the benediction and nowhere else. And God goes, I'm just looking for carriers. Can we pray together? Just where you are right now. I'm praying that tonight lots of you will decide in your life, I want to become a carrier because there's a whole generation, there's a whole world out there that's needy and what they need is not another clever sermon. They can watch them on television. They can download them on the internet. But I tell you what they really do need. They need somebody who's carrying Jesus. They need somebody who's been with Jesus. They need somebody who's got more than a theory about life. They need someone who knows a bit more than simply the history of the church or the history of the denomination, what they really need is somebody who knows Jesus enough to say, let me stand beside you and give you something. Heavenly Father, help us tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we all, I believe, want to be people that you use to meet the needs of lives around about us. We want to do more, Lord, than fill a role or a roster. We want to do more, Lord, than simply plug in the expected places. I pray for people here, Lord, that will go into places this week that I would never, ever be allowed into. I'd never be there. And yet, God, you put them there because, Lord, you want them to start searching out the thirsty, 
finding the people that have got needs and meeting those needs in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We're not trying to contain you. We're not trying to stick you in a box. You want to fill us so that we can pour you out into the lives of people around about. Oh God, I pray that as a church, as people, as believers, as followers of Christ, wherever we are, we'll be ready to pour out something of you, become a part of the answer in Jesus' name. Can we stand together for a minute? Stay with us a minute. Jeremy, just come lead us for a moment. How I have resurrection power Living on the inside, Jesus You have given us freedom Now no longer bound by sin and darkness Living in the light of your goodness You have given us freedom Oh, now I have resurrection power Jesus, you have given us freedom. Now no longer bound by sin and darkness, living in the light of your goodness, you have given us freedom. You know, I'm so conscious of the fact that every single one of us would have a reason to say, Lord, I'm not ready yet. I'm not adequate enough. I remember some of the verses that changed my life when I discovered that God had addressed that very issue. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. He has made us able ministers. I never thought I could do a whole lot of things. I was frightened that if I tried and embarrassed, I just didn't want to embarrass Jesus, that's all. I didn't want to make Him look bad. Enough people have done that. I wanted to... I wanted to honour Him and I was a bit worried that my efforts might not be enough. But I discovered that if I would trust God, the Holy Spirit, come on, some of you here in this place, if you can just trust Him enough to say, Lord, I'll give the little bit of God. I don't know that it'll do much, but Lord, I'll trust You to do something with it like five loaves and two fish fed a multitude. I'm willing to give, come on. There are people here in this place that I, I don't think this. I know the Holy Spirit is touching you and all He's asking you to do is to say, Lord, I'll be a carrier. I'll be a carrier, not a consumer. It's not just about me anymore, about what I get. It's about you and what you want to do. There's a whole generation. You say, I don't know enough. Well, no, I still don't. But would you trust Jesus enough? Say, Lord, here I am in my school, at my university, at my workplace, in my neighbourhood. Maybe no one's going to come up and say you changed my life, but maybe one day you'll discover you did. I don't think that's so important. I think what's important is we're obedient to God. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front because I've made such a mess out here. But just right where you are, if you want to say to God, God, I, I want to become a carrier. Maybe tonight you can just put your hands out in front like an invitation to God. 
just right where you are. He can see you anyway. You don't need to come to the front so I can see you. You can just put your hands out in front right where you are. And in so doing, say, Lord, I'm willing to take what you give me. I'm not going to pretend I'm any better than I am. I'm just going to go with what I got. I'm going to go and say, I know that God loves you. I know that God cares about you. Maybe that's the only things people around you need. Maybe what they need is I'll be praying for you. Maybe that's the best you can go and bring them, but it's better than what they're getting now. You can give them a, come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, would you do that tonight? Hold your hands out in front. Say, Lord, I'm going to become a carrier. Come on, some of you here, you go, oh yeah, but you, Jeff, you don't understand. I've messed up. I've screwed up. Jeff, um, there's things in my life that need to change. Of course there are. We're human. Everybody's got that. But Lord, tonight I'm willing to let you. Tonight I'm willing in the name of Jesus. See, I believe tonight can make a profound difference. It would make a profound difference. I'm not looking at the crowd that's here. I'm looking at the crowd that's beyond and behind those of you that are here. I'm looking at the thousands this week that'll get impacted because somebody here said, I'll take what I got. I'll give them that. Lord, there's thirsty people. Give me eyes to spot them, Lord, because I'm determined to be a carrier. In Jesus' name, come on, sing it again. Resurrection power. Hold your hands out before God and say, God, I'm giving it to you tonight. In the name of Jesus. Now I have resurrection power living on the inside, Jesus. You have given us freedom. Now no longer bow by sin and darkness. Living in the light of your goodness. You have given us freedom. Now I have resurrection power. Living on the inside, Jesus. You have given us freedom. No longer bow by sin and darkness. Living in the light of your goodness. You have given us freedom. Let me just say this to you, and you know what I'm talking about, and I know, but I really feel uh, the Holy Spirit saying, because you've trusted Him with the future, because you've said, Lord, it's not about a title and it's not about a role, but Lord, because it's about you and what I carry, the Lord is going to honour that. I I felt so strongly the Lord say He's going to honour it. I know that's not why we make the decisions we make because they benefit us. But I feel like God is saying, you know, I'm going to honour you for that. I'm going to open up doors of opportunity that otherwise you never would have seen. You would have walked past them. Invitations are going to come. You go, why did they never come before? Well, maybe God was looking for a moment where you said, God, I'll be a carrier no matter what. I'll be a carrier whether they give me a small backpack, a big one. No matter what I got, I'm going to find them. I believe God's going to honour that in Jesus' name. Thank you for that, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Maria, I know you're working in a high school and thank God that you are. And again, you you know, I again felt so strongly you're coming into a a new season, if I can say it like that, like a new opportunity. You've been faithful with what God gave you. You've served where you are. You've loved where you are. Sometimes you've felt overwhelmed 
by what's around you where you are. You've thought, God, how do I meet all this need? What can I possibly do? And there's some days you've gone home and you haven't told me this, but there's some days you've gone home and said to Thor, Thor, it's just not enough. I, I, I need something. There's got to be something better. We've got to find a way to help. And I believe that God is going to begin to give you the kind of insights and the kind of things. You're not just going to be one person, but you're going to raise up ministries in school, starting with the one where you are, where God is going to give you ideas. And you're going to be amazed at the favor that's going to come along with that. Where you go, they'll never go for this. And God will go, leave it to me. Father, thank you for carriers in this place in the name of Jesus. Thank you for people that are making a difference in the name of Jesus. Lynette, I know that you, I don't even know the detail. I just know you visit people in hospital, you know, just as a a visitor, as an encourager. And I know you can't always go in there and take your Bible and read them Psalm 23. But I see God using you to really drastically change some people's lives. Some of the medical people are going to say, what on earth did you do to that person? What did you say? They've become different since you visited them. God is putting an anointing on your life to break negativity of people's lives, to break off the things that have become the focus. I see you ministering, particularly forgiveness, where some people, are uh, they're so bitter and it's affected them. And I see you just saying, you know what? Maybe what you carry it's time for you to let it go and helping them to do that and out of that healing will flow to people really well in Jesus name in Jesus name you know God knows where you are you might think I'm in such a tough environment there's no way anybody would allow me to do anything there but you know God has got a way hasn't he he's got a way for every one of us can I say this to you tonight? If you are here and you've never given Jesus Christ your life, I'm not asking you to try Jesus. That would be so unworthy of the sacrifice Marty has spoke of. We don't try Him out. I do know this, the greatest day of my life when I walked past that bookshop, somebody saw someone who was thirsty and said, here, take this stuff. And said, I'm going to be praying for you. I said, what time? Well, they said, she said, eight o'clock on Tuesday night. I'm living in a caravan down the back of somebody's house. Had nowhere else to live. These kind Christians took me in. They really did. And let me stay in their house. In a caravan down the back. They had no room upstairs. I stayed in the caravan. Tuesday night at eight o'clock, I knelt down beside my caravan man. Because she said someone was going to pray. And I knelt down and I said, God, I don't know what to do. And I I tell you no lie, that caravan was filled with the presence of God. I did not know the Scripture where Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. I didn't know it. It was in the Bible. But it happened to me. It was the most extraordinary experience. Well, I've had many, but that was one of them. Where supernaturally, it was like waves of life, waves of peace and waves of power just went out of me like that. What a great thing somebody was there. Maybe tonight though you, you might say, Jeff, how could, I, how could I share Jesus with people if I don't really know Him? Let me pray with you right now, right where you are. 
Heavenly Father, you know us. Your word says you love the whole earth. You love everybody. God, I pray for men and women, young people in this place who in their heart of hearts say, God, I don't know you, but I wish I did. Lord, tonight as they simply say to you, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life and save me. Lord, I know that as they pray that simplest of prayers, you'll hear them and come into their life and invade their world and begin to bring great change to them in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Look this way a minute. Up on the screens, there's a number you can text 0488-826-392. If you text that, then the next day after you do that, on your one screen of your smartphone will come a Bible verse from us. It's not coming from anywhere overseas. It's from Metro. And then a prayer that is designed to help you get started to pray. You can read it there and pray that out loud wherever you are, and it'll become your prayer. You get that for 30 days or until you decide to stop it. Then at the end of that, if you want, you can go on. There's other series that you can, and, and like I know at the moment, it's on encouragement. What a blessing it is to get that every single day. It's totally free. We'll never write and ask you for anything. The only thing we've ever done is let people know when the next water baptism was. We'd love to let you be a part of that or stop off at the info counter and talk to somebody and just say, could you help me tonight? Can I say to you, this is what this church lives for, is to help people find Jesus in so many ways, whether it's lifting a hand in service, whether it's walking forward, whether it's a yes text, whether it's at the info counter, whatever. It's what we live for. We want to make sure we bless you. Before we finish, is there anybody got any of these filled in and you'd like us to include them? Would the host team, please host, just come quickly and collect these from uh, everyone that needs them. We're going to pray together on Family Sunday for all these magnificent families represented here. Thank you. When you've got them all, bring them up here to me and I'll include them all. Thank you so much, Sadiq. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks. Any more takers? There's all these ones up here as well. We won't forget them. We're going to keep them. We'll bring these out at some of the prayer and worship nights and and make sure that we keep praying for those there. Some of these people are praying for salvation. A friend of mine just this week said, I said, is there anything I'd me to pray for? He said, oh, would you pray for my kids? They're not walking with God. And so he's included in this. There's other people that I've sat and talked to in cafes. Would you like us to pray? Oh, I'd love it if you would. And there's hundreds of these. Thank God for each one. I'm going to ask Marty to come and pray. Come on up here, Marty. She's the pocket rocket of God. Thank you. Come up here with your wife, Thor. Stand with her. I ask you because I follow you on Instagram. And my goodness gracious, she's forever family, family, nephews, nieces. I know your family. I've never met one of them, but I know them all. I reckon if I spot in the street, I'd go, excuse me, aren't you, aren't you Marty's? So I know that you love family. I know how important it is to you. And it's certainly important to God. So I'd love it if you would pray for all these. We're all going to put our hand toward these things here and toward Marty, and we're going to pray and say, God, come on, God, do miracles. Do miracles in Jesus' name. Thanks.
Father God, we just bring up these families to you, Father. There are so many needs and so many things that you're the only one that can fix this and you're the only one that can come into this and that you are literally the only one that can save these people, Father God. And I just pray right now, Father God, that you just come into the family situations that are put in front of us right now. That you, like you literally work through in ways that, you know what? And we, the ones who wrote these out, we, we go, that's impossible. How did God do that? How long has He been working in the backgrounds of my loved ones, of the people that I care about? How can I? This is a miracle, Jesus. And I pray, Father God, right now that as we literally come through, there are testimonies coming, flying through the door, Father God, because you have literally done amazing things. You are going to save the souls of those who we love. You are literally going to change their lives. And you are literally going to open a whole massive, just like door, Father God where they're like, I can't say no to Jesus. That Jesus is so good. Jesus is so real. He's real, more real than the chair that I sit on and the house that I live in. He's so real that I can't deny this anymore. That my life is dedicated to Him. God, we know who you are. We know what you can do. You have literally shown us day in and day out, God. Let us stand on that affirmation, God. Let us build our faith on that, God. For our families will be saved because you said so. And what you say is true, Jesus. We love you, God, and thank you for the testimonies to come. For you are the God that we serve, and we love you, God. Amen. Amen. You're fiery, aren't you? It's family. Yeah, good on you. It certainly is. Do-do-do-do. Well... I'd love to keep on going. If you need prayer, by the way, please come down here. Pastor Ryan, some of us will be around here. Thank you. Make sure we pray with you if you've got need in your life. Maybe it's something physical. Somebody here in this place, I don't know who you are, but you've been suffering bouts of nausea. Just like, I don't think you're, you, it's just a feeling of like, I'm, I'm just bilious and sick. Why don't you come and let us pray that we'd love to do that. Now, tonight before you leave, nachos are down there. And they're devilish nachos, which means they are creme de la creme. They are like Gordon Bleu. Cordon Bleu. If they're a Cordon Bleu nacho, then that'll be them. And uh, my advice is get in there quick because in this church, food is like, just goes fast, really. It's been so great being with you. Thank you for being a part of church. Thank you for being, being the church. Amen. Father, thank you for tonight. Bless everyone. Give them an amazing week. Amen. God bless you. Do that. Go and have that. That's awesome. Thank you. God bless.